Just Me, a place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Just Me, and this is your host, Tracy, and I'm joined with Sharina, and we have a special guest on tonight. We have a special guest, and it is Coach Brown, and he's going to share some information with us as we continue our discussion on stress. You know, those kids are back to school, but the kids are not the only ones stressing. Them teachers and the staff, the bus drivers, they stressing out too. So Coach Brown is going to share some insights from a coach perspective and what's happening in his school. And Ms. Smith, is she's going to share us some recaps on last week's episode. All right. So welcome, everyone. So just to give a recap as it relates to our last episode, we discussed what is stress. And stress is how organisms react, feel, under pressure, or threaten. Once again, how organisms react, or feel, under pressure, or threaten. And you know, as individuals, we are all under some sort of pressure as it relates to stress. We also discuss different types of stress. The three types that we discussed, the first one is called positive stress response. So when we think of positive stress response, that is something very temporary. Our hormones help us get through whatever we're trying to get through within that moment. So once that situation is over, the stress is over. And usually when that stress is over, when it's positive stress, people gain confidence and they also utilize utilize those positive stress response as coping mechanisms. The next type of stress response is called tolerable stress response. Now that lasts a little longer. And an example of a tolerable stress response is when you have an injury. So for example, if you break your leg, it takes a while for that to heal. So with that being said, during tolerable stress response, a person needs help with self-regulation. And as I said before, it takes a longer period of time for them to heal or recover. And usually with tolerable stress response, you're leaning on a support system to help you with that. Now, the last stress response is called chronic stress. And this is the most dangerous type of stress. With chronic stress, it is ongoing. It's almost like your body is constantly going through stress all the time. And with chronic stress, people feel as if they cannot receive a break. And what happens with chronic stress, it causes physical concerns. And it also causes mental health concerns. Another thing is when our body get in these type of stress responses, 
they go into this fight, flight, or freeze response. So whenever you're trying to fight the stress, sometimes you become very irritable, frustrated, very angry. You start arguing. You just feel like you can't get along with people. And you just feel very overwhelmed. And when it comes to flight, that means you become very anxious. Sometimes you feel very fearful. You become very worried. Or you just don't want to deal with it because it's just too much. And whenever you get in that flight stage, sometimes you feel stuck. And that's the freeze point where you feel like you just can't go on any longer. So just to wrap it up, we discussed what stress was. We discussed the three types of stress, positive stress response, tolerable stress response, and toxic stress response. And also we discussed the fight, fight, flight, and freeze response. And within our last session, we discussed how children, students, young people deal with stress. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to an administrator that really worked with kids on site as it relates to stress and how he feels when he's dealing with situations regarding stress and working with the young people. So Coach Brown, I'm a, if you present or uh, introduce yourself to our listeners, just tell us a little bit about yourself. And um, you, you heard Ms. Smith talk about the different types of stress. And even in her, her talking with, with you being a coach, oh. and she talked about um, tolerable stress. And one of the examples that she used was like um, if somebody was to sustain an injury. And again, as coach, I, I just see you picture you in that arena like all day, every day, dealing with the players and different injuries and the different levels of stress that you got to look at and deal with. And again, you moving from tolerable to chronic stress that that must be a lot just for you as an individual. So um, <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's that's stress right there. But um, if you would just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, the school you're yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. And if you share some stuff with us. I sure will. Uh, I'm Coach Brown, Coach Cardis Brown. Um, I've been coaching now for 18 years. Um, I have a AAU program out of New Light Baptist Church. It is called New Light Disciples. Um, but I am the head coach at Piedmont Classical High School. Um, and, and like you said, is is many different things of stress that we deal with. And one thing that I feel like everybody's dealing with right now is stress because we just went through a pandemic. We're actually still in a pandemic. So whether it was being stressed or being stuck in the house and wanting to get out um, or for the kids, being stressed from being able to do schoolwork online and now having to go back into a classroom, that, that is a, that's a lot for a kid to take on it's hard. And then with the whole, when it comes to the, to the athletic side, the basketball side, with the pandemic happening, created um, this thing called the transfer portal. 
because now what the NCAA has done with the whole pandemic is they have given all kids an extra year of school. So when you have kids in the college ranking that are seniors in, in college, the NCAA has pretty much gave them another year where they can come back and play another year. So where you have kids that would normally be getting recruited, you know, to come in as freshmen, they're getting overlooked because these college coaches are going after kids that are already 21, 22 years old. So from the standpoint of the kids, the student athletes, but they're almost put to the back burner now because of the pandemic. So it, it is, uh, it's pushing a lot of these kids to go through the different types of stress that we just talked about. You know, okay. it starts out with being just tolerable and then it becomes to the extreme, you know, um, because it's something that they are ending up having to deal with. So stress is at an all time high. Um, for a teacher and for a coach, to have to deal with 10 to 20 different personalities Hmm. that on top of that deal with parents who have a totally different personality too. It's tough. It's tough for teachers. It's tough for coaches at this moment because, you know, they had two years where they were able to move and do what they wanted to. And now it's back to, uh uh-uh, you got to go back in the classroom and deal with 15, 20 different where those personalities were able to be at home and move and, and act however they wanted to. Now you put them in the classroom and they have to listen. Mm-hmm. So stress is at an all-time high for teachers, for coaches, even for the students. Wow. And and that is, again, I don't, I don't have any children in my house that go out to school, so I don't get that feedback when they come home to say, how was your day? And they'd be like, oh, ma, it went this way or that way. But um, seeing what I do see going um, traveling and to see like the buses and the students standing just even waiting on the bus and some of the um, conversations you hear through the window, you can tell like they have a lot going on. And I can just imagine, too, like you're saying, the the challenges for a basketball player to have, you know, I want to recruit. I've been doing all of this stuff for years, years, years. And just because of the Mm -hmm. pandemic now. It's a setback for me because changes are made. And here I am. Am I going to get to go to college? Am I going to get to play? And I, then, then you want me to focus on doing this and it don't look like I'm going to go anywhere, all these skill sets that I have. So so as a mm-hmm. as a coach, I mean, how, how do you manage all of that? Like, like you, you mentioned that the students, you mentioned having to deal with the different personalities of the students. I mean, of the parents. Then you got the staff. You know, right. what, what has been your um, what has been your grounding to help you um, maintain a, a, a level of steadiness to, to help other people? Well, I'm always big on the fact of trusting the process. OK, um, it, it doesn't matter what we have to trust the process. And so that's something that I instill and I always remind the kids. Um, you have to trust the process and allow the process to play out. So that's one thing that I, I'm, um, you know, emphasizing with the parents and with the kids. One of my kids decided to transfer because he is so emotionally stressed and, and depressed with the school that, you know, that we're at, that he's been going home for a week straight crying and, you know, telling his parents, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And mainly that comes from a kid that was doing whatever he wanted to the last two years, right? So now he's having to come to a school where it's structured. 
he has left the school to go somewhere else because he couldn't deal with the pressure right now. And that's how a lot of kids are doing. They, they're getting to the point where they feel the pressure, the walls closing in and like, what is my next option? And just like you said, if I tell kids all the time, um, it can take you 15 years to get to your ultimate goal. And a lot of these kids, if you think about it, their ultimate goal one day is to play what <laughs> in the NBA or college basketball. So mm -hmm. you have 12 years that you're going to go through school, right? From pre-K all the way up to 12th grade. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you're one of those that is able to declare for the draft after three years of college. So that's 15 years that you invested in the craft. But it's so crazy that it takes you so long to get to your ultimate goal. But it can take you 15 seconds to destroy everything that quick. Yep. A, a, a simple attitude that's or a simple, a, a simple response a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. Everything that you built up in 15 years can come down in 15 seconds. And mm -hmm. so what I learned from that, try to explain to them, I understand the process has gotten longer now, right? Because of the pandemic and because of the other options that coaches have. But the thing is, are you willing to let 15 seconds of an attitude or disappointment destroy what you worked on for 15 years? Uh, and, and the main thing I had a coach tell me years ago, to be comfortable in life, you're going to have to go through an uncomfortable moment. Mm -hmm. Thing at Piedmont that we're 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 we keep on telling the right now. This is your uncomfortable moment. Mm -hmm. If you want to be comfortable and be that millionaire and make that money and and do what you want, you're gonna see an uncomfortable moment. And this is their uncomfortable moment. All now are dealing with something that has never been dealt with before. You know, mm -hmm. so it's an uncomfortable time for them. And if they're able to sit in it then they're able to be successful one day and be comfortable. But it's, it's the point of that's where they struggle with the mental toughness. Am I going to sit in it or am I going to take the easy uh, way out? So it, it's, it's tough. It, it's definitely tough for the kids. I mean, it's tough for me, you know, sitting back and having two years where I had a break and could move how I want. And now it's like every day, the same thing. So I get it. I get it with the kids and I definitely get it for the teachers. The teachers had two years to vacation, even though they couldn't really travel like that. They had two years to vacation in the house. And mm -hmm. now it's like no more vacation. We got to, cause really what we have to do is we have to catch the kids up from missing Make out two years. Right. Even though they were in class, they still weren't, yeah, they still weren't getting the same thing. Honestly went through the process of one of the kids that we had, his grades were not matching up, you know, because it was like they just pushed them through. And that's what you have right now, you know, with the no child left behind and all that. You're pushing kids through that really need that extra year or they need that extra time that they're not going to get now. <laughs> and the thing is, this is our future. This is who's going to be running the world eventually. So we have to catch them up with them two years that they missed out. Have to. Mm -hmm. And that they're not extending the, um, the school year in that process. They're still trying to do that in the same allotted time. So that's extra work. Yep. Or how I hear it, that's extra work, extra study, which is extra stress. And um, Sharina, you talked about that fight or flight or freeze. So it you can see how that can cycle, say, especially a child into that, you know, on into that roller coaster ride. But then not only the children, the staff, oh, yeah. because they they're struggling against a system that they can't change, and it's a system that they're in, and you how they say you have to make the best out of the hand that you dealt with. And then what they give you is not even good enough. Yep. 
So kids that's in college that have an aspiration, a dream of playing professional, whether it's overseas, NBA, NFL, whatever, they have an opportunity to come back another year. So they can be a fifth-year student at the school. So what that does is that takes away a scholarship that these kids would have got. It's like you said, it's the hand that we're dealt with. And we have to be able to play with the hand we're dealt with. I mean, it's no possible way that we're going to be able to change the pandemic we experience. Best with the hand you're dealt. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation, especially with kids. Kids want an instant result. It's like the microwave that we have in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to pop it in and get the instant result. And now with everything that's going on, it's a longer process. This generation is not conditioned to wait as long because everything is is right at your hands. You know, we don't, they've lost the sight of waiting. So one day feels like a month. A month feels like a year. And you still telling me I got to wait. <laughs> Come on now. It's so crazy. You said, it's so crazy. You said that, that they want the instant. I was looking at a kid do a project one day. And um, he was complaining about the fact that he had to get on the internet and find all this stuff. And I'm like, if you knew what I had to do when I had to do a project, <laughs> yes. like an encyclopedia. And exactly. It and the library, <laughs> card catalog. Right now. And, and then you had to put your sources. Mm, you know, yes. now these kids. Right. It's right. not teaching them nothing. It's easy for it. anybody can go on the internet and find something. So it, it's a totally different time. Totally different time. And. Yeah, you love the kids. You love the kids. But it's in your hearts. But you love the kids. And then and and it's in your heart. And it's just like, regardless of the stress that we deal with having to work with these kids, we also love to see the outcome that happens when they become successful. So that's what allows me to stay in it and keep pushing through it when I have those days that I'm stressed. You know? So I ain't gonna cut you off no more. No, 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 you, you find, look, that's one of the disadvantages of, of technology and this instant sub stuff. You got to wait to all the pauses and all of this other stuff <laughs> to go through and then we, and then we can get in. But it, it, it's all good. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned some um, interesting stuff and in that the key words that you said was instant results. Now, I know of a situation where y'all didn't get the instant results. And I want you to share your experience in Vegas and how that stressful moment and instant oh. results results, how you had to go into coach mode for real, for real. And you had to deal with all these different personalities of stress. Yeah. Um, so we took a trip to Vegas tournament. And when we got there, we had to play a team from Cal from California as a known uh, coach, you know, a nationally known coach. Well, the, the game was going back and forth, and when the game was over with, the scoreboard had them beating us by one point. But the way that you go is you go by the score sheet that they keep the points on and all that. So when we looked at the score sheet, we had ended up beating them when we totaled it up by six points. Wow. So when I went to the head of the tournament and, and, and presented my case, like, we beat them. He was like, well, this is my tournament. I do what I want, and <laughs> – of stress for these kids to travel all the way to Vegas mm-hmm. and to know that they won the game and to know that they have been cheated, cheated out of game mm. to try to sit here and build them up after they were so destroyed, knowing that this was their last game playing 
and it was the end of the season to top it off, it was, it was very hurtful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is you have a lot of these different AAU programs or basketball clubs sponsored by people who have a name mm-hmm. or who have money. And they get, you know, they get the little pat on the back and they get the little push through where you have a grassroots program, which is a program that is not sponsored by anybody. They do everything pretty much themselves, mm-hmm. such as ourselves. You get the short end of the stick. On the man of the tournament, I said, my main thing is traveling this far with these kids. Don't give them the short end of the stick when they've done everything that they've been asked to do. And then, you know, we have that grace period where we can protest the score. And when we protested the score, um, he didn't care about the protest. He just said, this is my tournament. I'm going to do what I want to do. Now, when it's all said and done, the real reason he did that is because, like I said, the coach from the other team is well-known. He's a nationally known coach. And he did not want to have to go back and tell that coach that y'all really lost the game. Mm. So what does he do? He gives my boys the short end of the stick. So it, it was very it was very hurtful for these kids to understand that sometimes you can do everything right and still get that short end of the stick. And we see that all the time. You know, if you look at the news every day, you'll see people that are doing positive things, but they still get the short end of the stick. You know, even when everything is right, even when you do everything right, that's the one thing that I love about the game of basketball. It's all together. Mm-hmm. It teaches these kids, it teaches kids the value of life. You're not always going to win. Even when you you show up on time and, and, and you look good, you're not always going to win. You're going to lose at some point in life. We all want to lose something, whether it's a family member, whether it's a job. So how do you respond to adversity? And that's why I love basketball, because after a loss and after, you know, making the protest and we didn't get the result, we how are these kids going to respond? How are they going to respond? And every last one of them, since we got back from Vegas, they're like, coach, they took it from us before. They won't do it again. And I'm okay. having to push them out the gym. It could have went one or two ways. They could have said, you know what, coach? Forget it. I don't care no more. Or they could put that chip on their shoulder. And like right now, I'm having to go back to the church when we get off this call because I have two kids that's up there. And they put up 500 jump shots every single day. Oh. Every single day. Wow. Mm. So they're dedicated to it. And they understand the process is going to probably be harder for them. But, you know, the old pandemic and all you know, if you go to your job and you're not performing, they'll go get somebody else to take mm-hmm. your job from you. Mm-hmm. That's how this world works. It's not just because I like you don't mean that I'm going to keep giving you the job mm-hmm. <laughs> when I can go out and get somebody else that can do it. Mm-hmm. So it's just life. And, and, and that's why I love the game. I, I love interacting with the kids because the main thing is this generation right here is the generation just like, ah, whatever. If they don't have somebody in their ear, it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not going to try anymore. They're just going to give up. It, 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 it was, it was an experience that even, <laughs> even, even the, the actions at the tournament itself, to hear the outcome, it was, it, I won't say it was well worth it to see what your boys can do, how they overcame this. And if, and if this was yeah. meant that much, and again, that would be a, a little nugget or a reference point that they can always have. You know what? When I did right and they still did me wrong, 
how um, Michelle Obama would say, because they go low, we still go high. And for you to be in a position to still have been go high, we still go high. Yeah, to be able to still keep them um, at that level where, again, something that's tolerable, they didn't go to the chronic. And like now I want to drop out of school. I want to drop. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. That whatever you put in place and and you use the word push, that is important to have a good support system when (laughs) anybody is dealing with stress, whether it's an adult or the child, to make sure you have a good support system in there. And now those 500 shots, you know what? <laughs> they pay off at the end of the day. <laughs> they pay off. They, they pay off. They pay off. That a player. Yeah. And see, that's what I'm hearing as it relates to Coach Coach Brown. Consistency. He's yeah. very consistent with kids. Yep. He showed them stability. He, yeah. he meet kids where they are. And also changing the way that they think. You know, looking at things more on a positive versus a negative. And those are positive things that you're doing with the kids. And another and showing them respect and like you saying, being there for them. And I think too, being um being real with them. This ain't no easy walk. This ain't no easy walk. Ain't nobody gonna give it to you just because this, just because that, and to let them see the reality of it it is really good. So if nobody told you, Coach Brown. You're doing a wonderful job. You're doing a you're doing an excellent job because I appreciate you. (laughs) Not only could they have acted out of character, you could have acted out of character too. And in doing that as a leader, you know, when we act out of character, we got these little people that are watching us and be like, well, if Coach Brown can do it, I can do it too. But you know, so so to put you in the position to be that model for them to show that look. Even though you want to act this way, I'm going to show you how you can still act. You know, we, we know we was wrong, but we still going to act. Most definitely. We, we know that. So that definitely, definitely kudos on that part. Um, if, if you had to leave um, a final note to whether it's players or to the staff, to our, li- to our listening audience, what, um, what words of wisdom would you like to share coming from a, from a coming from the bench, from the coach? Stanford, like treat us all like we bench players and we trying to get out there dealing with this stress. Hype us up, coach. Come on, it's game time. Well, one thing, <laughs> well, well, the one thing that I'm going to say that I personally do for myself to make sure that I stay in the same mind and, and, and I don't allow stress to get to me is you have to take time to yourself. And I think one of the, one of the worst things in the community and in, in the African-American community is um, people are scared to go talk to somebody, right? And I was one of those guys, you know, years ago. I ain't going to talk to nobody. I'm not telling them my problems, none of that. But the the fact of the matter is, I strongly suggest um, talking to somebody and, and getting it out. Um, and if you if you're one of those type of people that you don't really feel comfortable talking to somebody, then write it out. Get a journal and write it. And, and the main reason I'm saying this is because my own experience, the times that I don't talk to somebody or I don't put it on paper, it becomes a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's like bubbling in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is one thing to trigger you. And like I said, that 15 seconds of reacting can destroy everything that, that you work for. Mm-hmm. 
And, and straight up, I, I give y'all a prime example. I went for an interview and you. <laughs> And when I went for the interview, my interview was supposed to be at 3.30. They left me in the office until 4.30. So, you know, I was sitting there hot. Like, how are they going to leave me for an hour? And they didn't even communicate and let me know. And so my whole energy was off when I came in the interview. When they finally brought me in the interview, they said, hey, Coach Brown, come on in. And when I came in, the first question they asked me, what do you feel about communication, Coach Brown? And this was my response. Oh, communication. I'll tell you about communication. How y'all left me in the office for an hour? Like, why don't y'all communicate with me? Mm-hmm. And it totally, like, almost ruined my opportunity to have the job, honestly. Mm-hmm. One of the guys said in the interview, and he said, this is the worst interview I've ever seen in my life. He is terrible, right? Now, fast forward, because I'm going to link these two things together. When we went to Vegas, the same man who said in the interview, And said, absolutely not. I do not want him as the coach. He was sitting right there at the table next to the man that I had to make the protest to. Mm. Just like you said, I could have reacted anger. I could have flipped out. Mm -hmm. Right. But I handled it different. I tell the boys this all the time. Like when we go places and we're sitting in restaurants or we're sitting in the stands, I tell them of who's watching you. Because Mm -hmm. somebody can watch you and destroy everything that you have. Mm-hmm. Right. The 15 seconds that we just talked about. And and so with that being said, for many for, for years, I used to walk around, even I, y'all know it. And Miss Smith know it. It's been times at church where she may speak and I got this chip on my shoulder, whatever the case may be. Um, and that's because that's that's honestly and she's laughing because she knows it. But that's honestly because I walked around for many years holding on to a lot of stuff inside. Mm-hmm. Right. And to change that narrative, what I started doing is going to see a therapist and Mm -hmm. and started writing down things. And when things would trigger me, Mm -hmm. instead of reacting and saying what I was thinking, my dad used to tell me this as a kid, and I never understood it. He said, son, a smart man thinks five times before opening his mouth and removing all doubt. (laughs) And so for many years, I used to sit there and struggle, like, what is he talking about? Well, through going through therapy and stuff, he's saying is, before you react, before you just flip out and react, mm-hmm. process it four times before mm-hmm. you open up your mouth and allow these people to call you a fool. Because mm-hmm. that's what they're really going to do. Just like in the interview, mm-hmm. they call me a fool. But mm-hmm. I changed that narrative by the way I, I carried myself after that. Now, I could have walked around and, and handled it the same way. Right, but right, right. you have to understand what you want and, and you have to understand how to deal with, with your emotions. That's not how I want to be. I don't want fit people to feel like they can't approach me and they can't say anything to me because of how I look or how my re- my reaction is going to be. Right. So my main thing that I would tell people is don't be afraid. Do not be afraid to talk to somebody. I feel like in the African-American community, it is looked upon that that is, yeah. well, I'm a black man and I'm going to say this for, for us. It's something that is needed. That's right. And if you don't feel comfortable going to talk one-on-one, go talk in a group. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, and, and I just feel like that is something that has allowed me to deal with my emotions and, and not react the way, you know, I used to. So that's what I'm going to leave everybody with. If, if you feel like you're going through something and you don't feel like you can reach out to somebody, then, then get you a journal. Write it down. It doesn't sit and fester inside your, your stomach. 
inside your body. Oh, so that 15 seconds that we're trying to stay out of jail and we're trying to stay out of everything, that 15 seconds can put you know, just off a of reaction. So that's my main thing. Um, getting help and talking to somebody is not a weakness. Weakness. It, it's actually, it's showing that you're in touch with your being, that you're trying to do better. And that's the main thing. Do better. Ask for help. It's, it's nothing wrong with asking for help. That's, that's all right, Coach Brown. Look, it, it's amazing because we, we talked about that in some of our previous episodes, too. We talked about self-care. We talked about journaling. Like, uh, we talked about the myths about mental health. Mm-hmm. We did a good episode on Black um, mental health. Um, so you heard it from the coach's mouth. Look. Yes. <laughs> you heard it from the coach's mouth. If you need help, yeah, don't be go out there. And this is just me. So however you feel, like, live your truth. Live your truth. And if your Mm -hmm. truth is too difficult for you to process it on your own, it's agencies out there that you can get in contact with someone. And we're going to list some of those support agencies um, on our website for this episode and, too, with some of our worksheets that will be attached to the episode. But self-care, self-care, self-care. Make sure you check on yourself before you check on anybody else. But Coach Brown, we do appreciate you. you Thank know you so much. You have to come back. You're going to have to come back. You're going to have to come back. Yeah. And maybe that next time we get to um, we get to talk. I to would enjoy it. I definitely enjoy it. Thank you so much. And um, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back on next week with another episode. So thank you, Coach Brown. Thank you so much, sir. And we appreciate all that you do. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavioral health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.